I thought I'd ask, well, so why, why does that go into the pool? And is it still wet? <laughs> I admit, yes, it was our very first issue. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Rockstar CMO FM. The M is for marketing, the F is for well you decide. As you're probably wondering, does the world need another effing marketing podcast? I'm your host, Ian Truscott, founding editor of Rockstar CMO, your regular hit of marketing street knowledge. And this weekly podcast serves as my excuse to chat to our community of marketing writers and CMOs that make that happen. You can find us at rockstarcmo.com and at rockstarcmo on LinkedIn and Twitter. This episode was recorded on Friday the 1st of January. Happy New Year and thank you for joining us. Hope you've had a good week, you've enjoyed the holidays and you are well, safe and staying as sane as you feel you need to be. On the set list this week, we are trying a new feature with my buddy and ex-serious decisions, Forrester Principal Analyst, Jeff Clark, as we decide if a marketing topic or trend is a one-hit wonder or wonder war. And I again lure my friend and content marketing guru, Robert Rose, away from his family to welcome the new year in the Rockstar CMO virtual bar. Right, let's get started, shall we? A couple of things before I start. First, we've got a nice comment on LinkedIn. Irene Naircorn Kane, I think I might be pronouncing that wrong, Director of Marketing at Exactag who described the last episode as lots of chit-chat, but some real truths as well, with a thumbs up. If you're listening, thank you, Irene. I think that's a brilliant summary of the last episode. Secondly, if you listened last week, at the end of the show, I did promise to catch up with Andy Diderosi, VP of Marketing at Basecamp, who's been burning email. But with the holiday schedule, it didn't quite happen. With a hook like that, I thought I'd better explain. He built a contraption that you can send an email to, which it then prints and burns, and you can watch that through a live feed. You've probably seen it. It's been doing the round. It's pretty cool, and you can find it at dumpsterfire.email. Aside from the building the machine, I was hoping to catch up with Andy, as I suspect he's not done it just for the fun of it, but to promote their new email service, and I was curious about the marketing aspect to that. I've chatted to Andy on this podcast before, and as we've learned in the interview, he's not a traditional marketer, and Basecamp do things just a little different to most, so I was very curious. Anyway, hopefully I can get that story into another episode, but back to this week's show. I chatted to Jeff Clark on this show a couple of weeks ago. I've had the pleasure of working with him, and he then spent years advising serious decisions and Forrester clients on many aspects of marketing operations and strategy, and is now an independent marketing consultant working with us here at Rockstar CMO Advisors. I've always enjoyed chatting to Jeff and I'm delighted he agreed to returning for a new series where every week we'll be discussing a marketing topic, technique or trend and decide if it's a one hit wonder or wonder wall. Named, of course, after the massive hit in 1995 across both sides of the Atlantic by the British band Oasis. So here we go. One hit wonder or wonder wall. So welcome back, Jeff Clark, to Rockstar CMO. Uh, and for our new series that you and I are going to do together, a Wonder Wall or One Hit Wonder, whether we, where we discuss topics of marketing and whether we think they're a hit or a miss. Um, yeah. How are you? I'm doing great. 
We had a good had a good break over the holidays, and uh, yeah. now we're ready to roll for twenty twenty one. Excellent. So we'll start off. Uh, I know Jeff that you've got a topic in mind. What is it? Well, yeah, and you know, I enjoyed when we had our last discussion that we were um, that we you know we were talking about the swimming pool and the the fact that there's ideas that we say you know we either spend too much time on them or they don't really pan out as like we wish. Yeah. So let's throw it in the swimming pool and have some have some fun with it. And yeah, a conversation you had a little bit ago uh, with somebody else you you threw agile marketing into the, <laughs> into the swimming pool and. I did. Um, I don't know. I've I've talked to a lot of people that have been doing agile marketing, and uh, I thought I'd ask, well, so why why does that go into the pool, and is it still wet? <laughs> I admit, yes, it was our very first issue, and uh, and I did throw uh, agile marketing into our into our Rockstars CMO swimming pool, which is our portal to hell for all the bullshit and snake oil of this industry. So <laughs> I pretty much uh, damned agile marketing. But the reason for it was because for me, marketing is an agile process, right? And I think that very soon, if it should should have been applied at all, agile is just going to be a word that should be missed off the front of marketing, like so many words should be missed off the front of marketing, like digital, for example. Yes, um, a- and so, and I, I always thought that that's the way that we um, that's the way we work as marketers. We run campaigns. We, we, it's not like um, the, co- the comparison between building software and, and, um, and marketing, I didn't think was a, was a good parallel. You're building software, you're building this thing over one or two years, and you've got this waterfall method, which I can, you know, a, a, as a former, you know, tech guy, I understand the benefits of agile in a development process, but I think that marketing is agile already. You run a campaign, you look at the results, we have loads of data, we can course correct, we can be agile. What is that not true? That is rarely true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's, there's the, uh, there's the, uh, you know, the ideal of, yes, gosh, we should like, you know, run our yeah. campaigns and look at all the data and course correct and blah, blah, blah. But that, you know, uh, you know, the frequency with which that happens is less than is optimal. Right. But, but I think one of the things that, that um, I used to talk with a lot with clients, uh, you know, when I was in my previous advisory role was there's a difference between capital A agile, which is a, you know, which is a process methodology and small a agile, which is just, you know, that's the adjective we want to be we agile. We want to run agilely. And everybody, uh, particularly, you know, CMOs will say, you know, we need to be more agile. You know, we need to be more fleet on our feet. We need to be able to change on a dime, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the thing is, so this is one of the, the bones I always have to pick about marketers is that marketing is ex- an extremely process-oriented function. I mean, you know, whether you're doing mm. product launches, you're running campaigns. I mean, there are processes that run absolutely everything, but hardly anybody in marketing wa- ever wants to understand how the process works. You know, mm-hmm. had, you know, I mean, the only experiences I had working with marketers and diagram processes was like the lead process. You know, yeah. the, the, the inquiry comes in here, we convert, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things that if, if you really start breaking down marketing processes and this is particularly true in larger complex organizations, but it can also be true in a small organization is you say, so how do we want to operate to be most effective? And there are principles from, from agile 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and your principles for lean, uh, continuous improvement that you can apply mm-hmm. to how your process is running to make sure you are doing the right things, like looking at the data, course correcting, understanding mm-hmm. understanding what the strategies are, being able to execute against the strategies, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and we can get into more detail about some of the aspects yep. of Agile. But, you know, one of, to me, one of the things that was um, – most beneficial about using an agile process was that you would sit down with your team and you would review um, how are the results going Yeah, and you do the retrospective and say, you know, how does this, well, there's actually two aspects So one is did the, did the process we do the way we actually execute on the work? Did it, did it go well? Was Mm -hmm. there something that, that threw a monkey wrench in the spanner in the works, if you will, that, that caused us to, you know, not, get what we want and then what were the results so the kind of this concept of retrospective and a review so you actually look at what you do and that's what i think most marketers don't really do enough is like sit back and understand what happened so that they can say well, that- next time next sprint or whatever we can do this yeah better. Is that um is that part of that sort of whole execution marketing mindset where we're just on the sort of hamster wheel and getting something done is the it is the way that we mark um, success that we actually did the webinar or we did the white right. paper or we did the thing and we don't actually do what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's some things that are, that are part of the agile process that are, that are, that really you can apply to anytime you run a process. Like, mm-hmm. so you really need to know, and one of the things that comes out of agile is this concept of, you know, building a backlog of, yeah. of the work you need to do. And so yeah. but the backlog needs to be informed by strategy and some sort mm-hmm. of plan that mm-hmm. says that these are the th- goals we need to accomplish over a period of time. And here's how we're going to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, for the team to be able to have that kind of guidance yeah. and then say, okay, here's the activities we're going to run against, you know, against that plan to meet those goals. And are we, are we actually meeting those goals or are we just going off and executing campaigns, running webinars, holding yeah. events? Yeah. We got great attendance, must yeah. have been good. Yeah. Um, but what was the purpose of all that? Yeah. And, yeah. and again, yeah. let's step back and reflect on how well it went and then understand whether we could do better. So this is, <clears throat> so this is an extension of that sort of whole idea in marketing of asking why, and, and and what are we doing it for and who are we doing it for, right? But but you're saying that we should formalize that into a into the agile process. Well, I think that when you when you think about agile, you know, capital A agile as a process, mm-hmm. there are certain um, teams, certain parts of marketing execution that agile apl- applies well to. Yeah. And, um, you know, there may be some concepts, you know, from particularly from lean, you know, a process improvement that, that can apply to anything. But when you're really yeah. talking about agile, you know, you're talking about uh, the, the bringing a small group together, multi-skills, mm-hmm. collaborative uh, with with their their strategy and direction. They're going to go off and they're going to execute things. And so. Mm-hmm. You know, web web teams, you know, web experience teams, you know, digital marketing teams, um, uh, you know, creative teams, content development, anything mm-hmm. that has kind of like this this iterative process where there's deliverables yeah. to create or there's tactics to run yeah. that can be done and then reviewed and refined uh, right. in a continuous improvement process. That's where Agile applies. Right. Well. When you get into things like 
like, you know, PR or, or strategy development or whatever that, that, you know, that they just have a different cadence and a different way of working where agile yeah. Yeah. doesn't work as well. So is this a reflection on the way that we need to organize ourselves? And so when I was in product development and we implemented Agile and we had the daily stand-ups and we had the Kaban boards and all that good stuff, right? It, is that how you see it being implemented in marketing, that you that we bring these sort of teams of different disciplined folks around these projects together? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you think about, I mean, you, you're certainly experienced in content development. And so you think mm-hmm. about, you know, I need to have a writer, uh, I need to have subject matter experts, I need to have designers, you know, maybe people, you know, since you're often putting things on the web, et cetera, maybe you need to have yeah. somebody on web experience. And, and so those teams, you know, they've got their backlog of work to do yeah. and either they're going through a Kanban process or they're using the scrum methodology. They, yeah they go through that, that workload and uh-huh. they bring in the resources they need um, into the teams when it's mm-hmm. appropriate. Some mm-hmm. people are working in the team and then there's some resources out that they're dependent right. on. And then the person who manages that, you know, whether it's scrum and it's a scrum master or just, you know, a functional leader, yeah. they're the ones that have to make sure the team's got the direction. They got all the resources they need. There are no dependencies that are going to get yeah. in the way of their work and the team can stay focused. Right. Too often, if you're just activity driven, you're also interrupt driven. And so you've just got people coming at you and it's like, I need this, you know, paper. I need somebody working this presentation, blah, blah, blah. And when you think about how, uh, if you break down that, the process that people go to, you find that that way of working is extremely inefficient and Mm -hmm. it's not very satisfying to the people who are the contributors. Mm -hmm. So it's really all about making the, the individual contributors as well as the end product. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the individual contributors feel better about the work they're doing in the end product better. Right. So there's a couple of questions out there. So what do you see as a kind of an agile unit of work? I mean, when, when, um, in product development, you sort of break it right down into the minimum thing that will run, if you like, what do you, what, what, what is that thing? If, if you're talking about marketing, are we talking about a campaign? Are we talking about a particular outcome that we want to achieve? How do we break it down? Well, yeah, I mean, you could take a campaign, um, you know, more of a longer running campaign. I mean, not just, you know, we're running a webinar, but, you know, something that you're executing over the year where you're trying to get in front of an audience and you're, uh, you know, trying to engage them. You're trying to make, you know, connections. So you're building, you know, leads pipeline, et cetera. And so, you know, given the direction, you know, what the, the goals of the campaign are, your team, which your yeah. team could be in the case of a campaign, you know, it could be somebody who's, you know, maybe the project subject matter expert, mm-hmm. as well as a campaign manager, as well as somebody from an operations perspective. Yeah. Uh, and then there may be representatives from like regional field teams are going to help in executing yeah. a campaign. And they're going through and they're saying, what's the content that we need to yeah. develop? Right. What are the, the different tactics we're executing? And are we yeah. going to look at, at at how we're hitting our goals? You know, if our goals are lead oriented or they're retention mm-hmm. oriented or they're brand improvement oriented, are yeah. we hitting those goals as we go through the year? Right. And, and it, it talked, I remember talking to some clients who did a really good job of at, at a quarterly basis. Because the other thing is that is that, you know, I think a lot of marketers don't like long range planning. Mm-hmm. So with some of these agile methodologies, you can actually shorten your planning cycles and you can, mm-hmm. you can look not in just in, you know, two week or three week, four week sprints, but you can look at a quarterly basis and say, what is all we 
did. Yeah. You know, what was the impact? And what, yeah. and what, what can we measure within that quarter? Yeah. Uh, and now let's plan the next quarter. And yeah. some, some companies I remember talking to, they would even do their budgeting on a quarterly basis. So it's wow. like, we're not going to contribute or we're not going to uh, put funds except for maybe like some long range things yeah. know, like events, but you know, for, for a lot of digital advertising, et cetera, we're not going to actually lay out what the budget is until we've looked at the past quarter mm-hmm. and then make our, best guesses is what's going to actually help right. us get our goals for the year. Right, right. And that's really interesting because we do like to have our budget confirmed for the year as Marcus, don't we? Because we're thinking about, I mean, I know that right now we can't think about events and stuff like that, but I think that's that's interesting because you're really connecting then the budget to the performance of that particular period of time or sprint, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and too often in planning, this is another topic yeah. you get on in planning is like marketers want, well, give me the budget and I'll tell yeah. you my plan <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. where it should be. Tell me what you want me to do yeah. and I'll put in my plan and then yeah. I'll tell you what budget I need to execute yeah. that plan. Yeah, and yeah. If, if you break that down, I mean, you can break that into more quarterly segments, yeah. if you will, and say, yeah. this is what yeah. I'm going to do next quarter to make sure we hit the goals that you set for me. Yeah. They hit the, at the end of the year. Yeah, no, I love that. And this idea of um, when, when uh, again, a hark back to when I was in product development, um, we had we had specialist scrum masters who were pretty, I mean, that was their primary skill. I mean, they'd started off as developers maybe and project managers, but then they became scrum masters. And that was really a sort of almost a career change for them. And they, 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 they developed that as a, as a, as a competency and they, um, you know, they got, um, um, certified and all that kind of good stuff. Are you seeing that same thing happening in marketing, marketing where people are becoming marketing scrum masters? Yep. Yep. And, and, and sometimes it is um, where, you know, somebody in marketing who says, you know, we, we need to adopt agile and then they go to the development and they say, could yeah. we borrow a scrum master <laughs> yeah, to help yeah. us figure this out? And then the scrum yeah. master says, gosh, this marketing stuff is kind of different than development because it is yeah. not the exact same. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of differences between how it's applied in marketing versus in yeah. development. Um, but we do see people, I mean, there's, there's international groups that are doing training for, for, um, agile in marketing. Yeah. And so you see more people who are, uh, you know, getting skilled in this. And I remember, yeah. uh, I remember actually being in a, in a seminar with, a, a a guy who was the agile coach for a large U S bank. And, um, he says, I've got 3000 marketers around the the uh, country and, mm-hmm. and, and I go around and I help the marketing teams apply agile. Yeah. So he's got all these little pockets, you know, on yeah. a national bank and, um, uh, and he keeps very busy doing that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a reality and it's out there. And, um, mm-hmm. and there's lots of the right now, as opposed to maybe back, you know, four or five years ago when agile was just creeping into marketing, there are a lot of resources today to draw upon, you know, books, trainer yeah, yeah. etc than there were before yeah yeah i just heard about a rev- i can't remember the name of it but i just heard a review of it on a podcast i listened to of, a, of an agile uh, agile book there are a number of them around and what are and and we're sort of coming up to time now jeff what what um what are the benefits that you've seen when marketing op- organizations have, have picked up and taken this agile thing seriously well one of the benefits is is the um is the productivity improvement. And, you know, if you're like, if you're a content team and you're trying to measure deliverables, uh, you know, created versus the, you know, in the past, yeah. you know, it can be, you, you can get some numeric quantification of, of, uh, 
of the improvement in productivity, yeah. um, but also predictability. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I think a lot of uh, people I talk to who um, one of the issues they had is that they were being asked by sales or other or groups for, you know, producing materials or doing, and they just, they couldn't be predictable. Mm-hmm. So by applying, by applying uh, certain agile methods, they could say, you know, I yeah. can get this stuff done. That stuff's going to have to go, you know, two weeks, four weeks out or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, and then marketing gains the credibility of, you know, they're, you know, more, um, you know, more able to execute on what we're asking them to do. Yeah. Uh, and I think that just alignment with, with, you know, this is one of many practices that can help just align what people do with yeah. the goals and strategies of the organization. And that, yeah. that has, you know, just a general yeah, yeah. benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, um, uh, how can I put this? We're, we're slightly shy of credibility sometimes in the marketing <laughs> marketers. So, yeah, so if anything that helps with that, then that's great. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you, Jeff. I think we started off really well with this series, so I look forward to our next topic. Yes. Um, and um, ne- Next think- time we should bring out our what are our favorite one-hit wonders from the music world <laughs> yeah, since we're true. rock stars. <laughs> and, um, I, think we, I think if we can decide whether this is Wonderwall or one-hit wonder, I think we're going to have to decide this is Wonderwall, right? I I would go wonder, <laughs> Wonderwall with a caveat because it doesn't solve all problems. You know? Right, right, right. Well, that was fantastic. And um, I look forward to speaking to you again next week, Jeff. Sounds good. Thanks, See mate. Thanks Bye. Bye. Thank you, Jeff. I hope you like this new segment. Maybe you can let us know if you think this should be a one-hit wonder or if, like Agile Marketing, it's a Wonderwall. You can find Jeff on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'll include links in the show notes and on our shiny new Rockstar CMO Advisors page that you'll find on rockstarcmo.com and click on the Advisors link. Right, so it's time to shake off the New Year's Eve hangover. And what better cure than to welcome the new year with a cocktail with my friend and content marketing guru, Robert Rose, in the Rockstar CMO Virtual Bar. Good evening, Robert. Happy New Year. What are you doing? Oh, happy New Year. I, you know, it is is lovely to see you here. Um, uh, we're both wearing funny hats. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, depending on where you are in, in, in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the I think there is the traditional champagne would be, mm-hmm. would be drunk right around now. Mm-hmm. But I don't like champagne. Oh wow! Um, and and so that's correct. I I I I I don't like it. Um, and but I do love, absolutely adore prosecco. Oh, nice. and so whenever the time or occasion calls for champagne, I typically drink mm. uh, prosecco. And I have a lovely prosecco here for us on New Year's Day, um, which is a Santa Margherita Prosecco Superiore. Um, beautiful, very dry, wonderful Prosecco. Mm-hmm. And I prefer to drink it in a wine glass because I don't like champagne flutes either. So okay. I drink it in a white wine glass and it's, you know, plus you get more that way. So, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, you're fill a up that man. wine glass and away we go. <laughs> I drink mine in a pint glass. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm interested in, because um, that must be interesting then, uh, because you're, you're, you're a man that, um, renowned for liking the finer things when it comes to 
uh, you know, your drinks. So it's interesting that you're not a champagne person, but you're a Prosecco person. Anyway, no, so- I don't like champagne. Yeah, it's yeah. too, um, I, I, you know, it, I, it, it, I just, I've never taken to it. I mean, I, you know, look, I, if someone hands me a glass of champagne, I, let me be clear, I'll drink it. But, <laughs> um, you know, and when I'm, when I'm lucky enough, you know, in the before times when we actually flew uh, to places yeah. and I was lucky enough to find myself in business yeah. class yeah. Um, for transatlantic flights, you yes. know, of course I'm selecting the champagne over the orange juice, but, um, <laughs> you know, but I do prefer Prosecco when I, when I have a choice. I love the before time. And also that we have to call it the vid, don't we? Cause that's what all the cool kids are calling it. So that's right. Before yeah. time. All right. So I'm going to try and make myself a nice Prosecco using only the ingredients in my desktop bar. Yeah. So let's see. What do I have here? Um, now I'm going to need to cool my drink down a little bit, so I'm going to I'm going to add some ice. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sure your prosecco is cold, was yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. And and um, let me see what I've got here. I have got a a bottle with a stopper in it, so it's a bit like prosecco, but a it's a Hendrix gin. So let's uh, let's stick a little bit of Hendrix gin in it. Let me get that. Uh, not that alcoholic is it prosecco so I, I don't need to go crazy there and then um and then and then to give it the fizz because you've got a bit of fizz in your prosecco haven't you ah yes indeed that's about probably the closest I, uh, you come actually yes that's true i've opened my bottle of tonic too far away from the microphone so i didn't hear the fizz but uh so i've got some fever tree cucumber tonic water i'm naming all the brands nobody's sponsoring you i'm still drinking for the pleasure of it yeah you're still drinking that same tonic i you know <laughs> i think you're run through it by now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's the same bottle, Robert, to be fair. <laughs> All right, let me try this. What was, what was this called? What did you call your Prosecco? This, uh, it's a, uh, a Santa Margarita Superiore. Mm. Italian. It's very nice. I think mine's an English Prosecco. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> very English. It's very English. Oh, I do like that. That's delicious. Yeah, I, 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 I would think. Yes, and I I think I could drink these every week, Robert. I think we struck on something. You may, you may find yourself doing exactly that. Yeah, I didn't even know I liked prosecco quite this much. Very nice. So um, we're we're um, you know we're welcoming in the new year. We've uh, we've got our fizzy drinks. Uh, whereabouts are we going to be celebrating this? Well, I uh, think we have to go someplace exotic. You know, mm. I always I always picture myself. It's it's rarely true, but I but but I always. <laughs> myself someplace relatively exotic when I think of celebrating New Year. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm thinking maybe um, the top of that, uh, what is it, the Burj Khalifa Hotel in, in Dubai, or maybe the the Marina Bay Sands Hotel in uh, Singapore, you know, the one, the big boat, you yeah. know, the, 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 that giant mm-hmm. building. Yeah. Um, I've actually been there. I have never been to the Burj Khalifa uh, in Dubai. Uh, wow. But I have been to the Marina Bay Sands in Singapore. Yeah. Um, someplace like that, I think, where we're overlooking someplace posh, right? You know, someplace yes. where we, Classy. you know, have a proper have a proper New Year mm-hmm. uh, celebration. Yeah, I would imagine that in either of those places, you wouldn't be able to move for champagne, Robert. To be fair, I mean, no, 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 no. I'll have the prosecco. Are you sure, sir? <laughs> yeah. yeah <exactly. laughs> 
<laughs> but yes, I can imagine. So um, we're, and I've been to neither of those places, but um, I think uh, that they, they sound lovely for these drinks. And once um, we've recalled um, our year and, um, and we're running out of conversation, we start talking about marketing again. Where, um, what it, what, what's your thought for this week? Well, you know, I mean, it's the end of the year, so I have a bit of a broader thought than marketing this, uh, that you know, this time of year, and and it and it's been a very weird mm-hmm. year, obviously for all of us. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, there's this new strain of of the vid, as it yeah. were, um, yeah. going around. I'm not sure what you English folk are doing. Um, yeah. You know, that is making it seventy percent more virulent. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm it's sure the gym. It's um, so, uh, you know, I mean, it's been a, <laughs> yeah, it's been an odd year. Um, yeah. And the interesting thing to me is it reminds me so much of, you know, when I, you know, when I sort of visit my spiritual mentors and, you know, thinking about, you know, sort of philosophically where we are here as we enter into 2021 and it it is still the journey not the destination and and you know and what i mean by that is what i'm thinking about is so if i said to you ian if i said okay go back to january 1 of 2020 you know Mm -hmm. and yeah you heard some rumblings about something going on in china but you didn't really have any clue yeah. if i had said to you like if i was a genie and i came out of a bottle and i yeah. and i and i said to you hey listen here's what's going to happen yeah. and you can just skip all of that and get to january 1 2021 yeah. would you have done it and That's i suspect i yeah. suspect although you know you tell me if i'm wrong i suspect yeah. the answer would be no I think um, I'm in, yeah, and I, th- I think I'm in the fortunate position where I would, it would, on balance, I would, I would, I would, I would say no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, and me too. And 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 even if you know, because I thought, well, that's easy for us because we have jobs that yeah. can be done from home, and we have families to spend our time with, and we're not yeah. alone. And, and you know, and there's, I mean, those are all kinds of things where we have privilege, right? Yeah, and so. But I thought about even those where, you know, it's demonstrably, you know, where January 1st, 2021 is demonstrably worse than, than January mm-hmm. uh, 2020. And, and, and I think the answer is still no, because even if I were to say, you know, it, it be, because of the value that we can get out of the journey mm-hmm. rather than the destination, I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's worth it. Because if I also mm-hmm. said... Um, and I thought about this myself, you know, okay, two years from now, yeah, you can be, and I would say this to some person working in a building somewhere saying, Hey, yeah. you want to be a rock star CMO. And two yeah. years from now, you yeah. can be that rock star. You'll wake up, you know, yeah. and you are that rock star CMO. Yeah. And, you know, would you skip ahead? Would you skip through the two years to, to, to do that? And I think the answer is still no. Yeah. Because, you know, as you ask any rock star CMO, and I was actually speaking with a rock star CMO when I started thinking about this, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the answer is no, because the problems are just as many. The challenges are just as many. It's just yeah. different shapes. It's just yeah, different. Yeah. And you wouldn't have had 
all of the benefit, the pain and the benefit of going through and learning what it was like to become a rock star CMO in those intervening two years. Mm -hmm. And I just thought to myself as I sit here on New Year's Day that it can get very easy for us to get lost in our sense of destination as the accomplishment, right? Where we roll out the new product, we deliver the successful campaign, we, you know, finish the new design of the brand, get the job we want, whatever it is. But it's really years like this that we've just gone through that remind us that it was the process and getting there that was so valuable. It wasn't the actual thing itself. True. And and there's also the other side of it, isn't there? Where, I mean, I mean, we can't travel in time as this genie is promising, but where you are thinking, it'll get better when this project finishes. It'll get better when the website launches. It'll get better when, you know, we're all, we're in a constant state of that, aren't we? Thinking that, things will somehow get better that 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 oh, i'll get my work-life balance sorted when this project finishes or when that's this right. thing happens right so um it, there's, there's that's kind of a little bit of a, like a a tangent from what you're saying there but that we're that's the way we are isn't it yeah it is we think that it's going to get better when we yeah. reach some mythical you know yeah. place that yeah you know, may exist, but mm-hmm. when we get there, what we realize is, is that it's, you know, we may have gotten mm-hmm. through the one thing, but we have all new things to, yeah. um, to, you know, to, to deal with. There's actually, you know, interestingly enough, there's research that was done on this where they've, you know, there are, they, they did interviews with really people who rose through the ranks or had accomplishments very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they found themselves, you know, on a rocket ship to success in some ways, right? Um, much faster than their peers to get to a specific destination. And they interviewed those people. And very commonly, there was a sense of depression and or disappointment. Mm-hmm. And the reason was, was because they felt unprepared and wow. undeserving of the, you know, of the accomplishment and weren't ready for the challenges that that accomplishment mm-hmm. um, brought on. You know, I was just watching um, it's fascinating documentary about the Bee Gees. Yeah. Um, and which is a wonderful one, by the way, if, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, mm-hmm. it's and they were talking about um, Barry Gibb was talking about their first uh, rocket ship sort of trajectory to fame. Mm hmm. And he said, it happened so quickly, we didn't know how to be famous. And oh, so wow. we never enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, is a really interesting sort of corollary to what you're talking about, right? When yeah. we, we think, ah, oh, if we can just get there, it'll be awesome. Yeah. And often that's not true. It's, it, yeah. it, it, it is good that it took us time or it is good that we went through these things to get to where we want to go. Yeah, it's that. Um, it's. I mean, I'm not much. You're way better a philosopher than I am. But it is that living in the moment type thing, isn't it? It's enjoying today, and not thinking it's. You know, it's necessarily going to be better tomorrow. You know, after all this happens. I mean, if you gave us the fast forward from, I mean, we wouldn't believe you for a start. You know, in at January first, twenty twenty, that there's a pandemic coming, and the horror that would be in your mind about what would happen to the world if there was a pandemic. Going to, you know, our only frame of reference is um, fiction, and we, you'd think that being transported to the first of January, twenty twenty one, would be, 
you don't know what you'd expect, would you? Um, so I, I, I think that's interesting that actually things that you're daunted by that you journey through and you come out the other end, you're like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm better for that, you know? Yeah, it is true. I, yeah. you know, I think that's, I, I think that's well said. And, and it's for me anyway, when I think about the year ahead or, you know, what mm. lies ahead, it, 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 it's just a refreshing reminder that you're not going to be able to, you know, you have goals, you have mm. intentions, you have what you want to achieve, yeah. but it really is the value of, of, of that, you know, the, the value of that intention, the value of that goal is in enjoying and finding value in the road toward it, not yeah. in the thing itself. Yeah. yeah. And so I wonder, very, I mean, obviously it's a very Buddhist way of, of looking yeah. at life, but it's, it's a, yeah. for me, it's such a, it's, it's, it's such a, an important thing because I find myself getting very wrapped up in the form of success, right? You know, yeah. more money, more fame, more attention, more, yeah. you know, material things. Yeah. And I can often lose track of, oh, this is, mm. you know, this is really interesting. The work is really interesting. And, and to yeah. me, the, that's the... That's, yeah. you know, that's where you ultimately get the most satisfaction. Well, I tell you, I mean, we could go down a whole um, a rabbit hole around that because that's what social media is doing, isn't it? So everybody in a, in a sort of a micro way is that we're, we're getting much more focused on some strange validations of our lives through social media, through number of followers and likes and all that stuff, isn't it? it, it I mean, no, I mean, people aren't as famous as you Robert but you know they're, they're still they're, they're still got that same temptation maybe not mudging over uh, so, yeah so it, and that that's the way we're being driven isn't it yeah well it's the way it's the way you know so many of us are now trained to behave right I mean yeah. and not only you know in not only in social media and our own personal brands and sort of a comp you know sort of yeah. faux accomplishments of numbers of followers and all of that but even in the short term sort of business environment, right? Yeah. You know, I know so many companies that are so focused on, you know, not their journey, but quite simply just the skipping stones to get mm. to destinations and mm-hmm. you know, these startups that that start up and mm. quite frankly are are failures before they've even begun because they're yeah. so focused on the, you know, accomplishments of going viral and the accomplishments of getting money and the accomplishment of, you know, that they lose all of that interestingness about them. You know, I mean, most of the companies out there that you see that have had any sort of tenure, and I think this applies to companies, brands, bands, Mm -hmm. artists, you know, generally speaking, have mileage. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know, and they, 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 and it's not that they're older or that they have more experience or whatever, but they just, they've, they've, they've learned mm-hmm. that it is the, what makes them interesting and what makes them valuable is the spots in between the accomplishments, not the accomplishments, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is an excellent thought. And, um, I'm very appropriate for the time of year and for, for this location, I can only imagine. Uh, us sipping these wonderful Prosecco's <laughs> yeah. as, as, as we sip champagne <laughs> or 
Mexico at the top of the Burj Khalifa hotel. Yeah. And, and, Buddhism, and, you know? and re- reflect on the deeper things it's in life. Not, the irony is not. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, fellow listeners. <laughs> yeah. Look down upon Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, let them eat cake. You know, as as we wax poetically about you know the journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Thank you very much, Robert. And uh, so um, we didn't talk. Uh, I said we we didn't talk about, but that was uh, we didn't talk about marketing. But that was a perfect thought. And I, you often share those kinds of thoughts on your blog as well, don't you? And where would people I find do that? Indeed. I do indeed, and I'm trying to resurrect that in this new year, and so. Mm-hmm. We've been a little dark over the last um, couple of months trying to retool our content strategy a bit. And so, yeah, yeah in the new year, hopefully that will be um, relit, as it were, reignited. Well, I think, I think, and we're talking about contentadvisory.net, of course. And um, the, actually, I, I, you do talk about a number of things outside content marketing that are, that are life lessons that I enjoy. And I would, I would encourage anybody to have a little flick through the pages, the virtual pages of that. And if, um, if they were to um, connect with you on, spin the dial on the interwebs and connect with you on the socials for a bit of this, this sort of Zen Buddhism, where would they find you, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm all over LinkedIn, of course, the, uh-huh. you know, the heart of Buddhism, really. Um, <laughs> um, and of course, uh, on Twitter, these yeah. days, Robert underscore Rose there. Yeah, because uh, that's because that dumpster fire is where all the best Zen Buddhists of hang course. out, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Robert. And will I see you in the bar next week? Ah, uh, you will indeed. It's a new year. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you, and happy new year, Robert. Happy new year. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Thank you, Robert some inspiration there for the new year and of course i will include links to the content advisory all his socials his podcasts in the show notes so that's a wrap on episode 43 of the rockstar cmo effing marketing podcast thanks again to jeff and robert but most of all thank you for dropping a dime into your podcasting jukebox selecting our track and jiving along with us i hope you enjoyed the show If you like my guests, please give them a mention, click their links, follow them and take a look at their work. I really appreciate their time. I will, of course, include all their links in the show notes at rockstarcmo.com forward slash podcast, where you can also find all our previous episodes. So does the world need another Epic Martin podcast? I would love to know what you think. Drop us some feedback, a review, subscribe, share or just keep listening. I'm glad you're here. Next week, I have Jeff booked to discuss another one-hit wonder or wonder war. I'll be chatting to one of our wonderful community, and I'm sure I'll find Robert in our virtual bar. But until then, I've been your host, Ian Truscott, founding editor of rockstarcmo.com, and I hope you'll join us again next week here at Rockstar CMO FM.
You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.